Welcome to the Evocative Exchange, where we meet with go-getters who have that X factor, a way of meeting today's challenges with bold and evocative solutions. We'll share what keeps these experts thinking, thriving, and feeling inspired in design, entrepreneurial life, healthcare marketing, and beyond. Today on the Evocative Exchange, we welcome Linda Kelly, Vice President of Partnerships at CarbonFund.org Foundation. Hi, Donna. It's great to join you today. Oh, Linda, it's so great to talk to you. want to tell people a little bit about your background. Linda is the first point of contact for businesses in the Carbon-Free Business Partner Program. She has over 10 years of experience assisting businesses with the creation and implementation of environmental sustainability programs and expertise in carbon emission calculations and reduction strategies, all cool things that we're going to talk about today. CarbonFund.org Foundation is a leading 501c3 environmental nonprofit heading the fight against climate change, making it easy and affordable for any individual business or organization to reduce and offset their climate impact and hasten the transition to a clean future. Wow. Thank goodness that, that the CarbonFund.org is out there. Linda, can you tell me a little bit about the company's mission? Sure. Well, you know, you kind of read the formal version, but essentially what our environmental nonprofit does is we work with businesses and organizations to develop the kind of sustainability and carbon emission reduction and neutrality strategies that they're trying to achieve. We also offer very simple ways for individuals to come to our website and learn about their carbon footprint, look for ways to reduce it. And then for those that want to offset the negative impact of that footprint, they can make donations to Carbon Fund to do that. I love it. And my favorite part is your tagline, reduce what you can, offset what you can. Yeah, and one of the important things about that tagline is we always want to be last. And that's a strange thing for a company to say, <laughs> but we really are serious about it. We want the businesses and the organizations and the individuals who want to work with us to look at ways to reduce that's the important step. And then offsetting is the last option. And that's where we can come in to help. It, it's amazing. Every time I talk with you, Linda, I learn more amazing things that small businesses can do to make a big impact on the environment for, you know, a sustainable world. And as a virtual company, Xavier Creative House joined the Carbon Free Partner Program because we were having a hard time calculating our carbon footprint. Can you summarize what companies can do to participate in sustainability, even if they're like under 20 people? Sure. And that's one of the reasons that we developed the Carbon Free Small Business Partnership Program. It's intended for new companies, startup companies, companies that have fewer, mm -hmm. 20 or fewer employees, because quite often, to your point, those companies just don't have the data that they need to be able to calculate their actual carbon footprint. So what we did was created a three-tiered program based on the number of full-time employees, and it just gives a, a smaller company a way to get started on a carbon neutrality path. They can make a donation to Carbon Fund that fits the number of full-time employees that they have. We use those funds to purchase and retire a certain quantity of carbon emissions, and then we help the company understand what that has achieved. And we work with them very carefully on the messaging about what they can say. 
I, I love it because I remember Xavier Creative House got a certificate that our donation had retired 70 cubic tons of something. I mean, that, <laughs> that, that, yeah, and that's the thing. It can that. be it can be confusing. And so, you know, I think with Xavier Creative House, it was 72 metric tons, which is yeah. a number that doesn't mean a lot to people. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that's like 160,000 pounds okay, of carbon dioxide emissions. And so we have ways of equating that to how many cars did that take off the road for a year? Or how many houses did it wow. provide electricity and heating during the course of a year? Or if we planted this many trees 10 years ago and allowed them to grow for 10 years, those trees would have absorbed that much carbon dioxide emissions. Wow. So it's just a way yeah. of helping companies, you know, to, to put it into terms that make sense. Now, what about like a sole proprietor or a solopreneur? They're just one person. They have a business. They want to be sustainable. Are they too small to join Carbon Fund? Nope. We have a tier for one to five full-time employees. So it's intended for, for entrepreneurs, for sole proprietorships, and for startups. Wow. I, I think that's amazing. I think another thing that kind of threw me was after we met, of course, the pandemic hit and all these businesses stopped commuting. And so people are wondering, you know, oh, if I didn't add to the carbon footprint, you know, by driving, um, do I still have a footprint? And how do I calculate that? What, what can you tell companies with employees that worked from home in 2020? What is their accountability, um, you know, sure. for a carbon free world? Yeah, I mean, again, it certainly has helped the environment for the last 12 months that we've all stayed home. We haven't commuted to work. We haven't done much business travel. We've done, done much personal travel. And yet a business still has a carbon footprint. So, you know, you could look at what is an employee's energy usage in their own home. How much maybe has that gone up? during the course of the year, and it's probably pretty nominal. But one of the things we've all done that's different is we've all started ordering more things. So the emissions that are created by products being shipped to us has increased for most people, most individuals, most businesses. Right. So you know, that's an element to look at. Um, there's never a harm in over estimating your carbon right. <laughs> and doing more for the environment. It all comes down to what a business wants to be able to say they're doing. And that's part of what Carbon Fund's here for, is to make sure a business does what it says it's doing and says exactly what it is it's doing. I think that's so important because, um, you know, I know a lot of businesses will go with a hybrid model. Their employees really like working from home. And I think that it, it's important that they understand that they can come to the carbonfund.org website and they can still calculate and they can still, you know, offset their carbons. Um, how you said you're you're working primarily with businesses of 20 employees or less. So like how many small partner business partners does the carbon fund have? And then what does that equate to in terms of gross annual offset? Well, again, we work with hundreds of businesses. They're not all part of our small business partnership program, which we're kind of focusing on today. That program has about 250 active mm -hmm. small business partners. And on average, those businesses are offsetting about 50 metric tons a year each. Wow. Wow. And 
that's got to be an enormous figure. And I know we're going to, I'm going to ask you later, like, where does that money go? But it's just, it's just good to know that people can get involved, um, you know, and that they'll be in good company getting to know other vendors and suppliers and resources that have the same commitment that they do to the environment. Right, I agree. And that's that's really part of the benefit of our partnership program. Each member of the program is able to set up a page about their company on our website. And then members, partners can search for like-minded companies or suppliers or clients right. or customers. Right. So it really makes for a good, uh, cohesive organization. I know uh, Xavier joined because they're a virtual company. They launched virtual in 2013. And this is just one of those things that, you know, we found that could could ground us and and help us make connections. And earlier you were telling me that you were working virtual for 10 years. That's even longer. Are there any best practices that you can share with so many people changing to that remote uh, office? What would you suggest people do to be successful virtually. Sure. And so Carbon Fund became a virtual organization a little over 10 years ago when I joined because I'd worked virtually before that. I think the most important practice is you really have to create a structured schedule for yourself mm -hmm. so that you maximize your work time without letting it spill over and take over mm. your personal life. That's kind of the danger at first. The way I manage it, I have every half hour in my calendar booked. So I know exactly wow. what I need to accomplish. Doesn't mean I don't have to shift them around from day to day if I don't get it done. But at least I know I've got my tasks well established. And I also rely really heavily. We have a, a client relationship management database that stores all of our business partnership rec records and communications and donations. And I rely very heavily on that tool. I, I think that's great advice, you know. Um, I definitely feel that pressure myself of, you know, having things spill over. And um, I try to put a lot on my calendar, but I didn't look at it that way, like every half hour. I think that's that's actually really good. I can just schedule out the work that I know I'm going to do. So thank you for that. Um, tell us the story of how you got started. You said you've been there 10 years. How did you get involved in sustainability and find the carbon fund? Yeah, so I really made a very intentional career change. I'd worked in a couple of different industries, but had always spent my volunteer time in environmental mm -hmm. organizations. And so I went back to school. About 12 years ago, I went back to school and earned a master's in environmental law and policy here in Vermont at the Vermont Law School. And right after that, I was recruited by Carbon Fund, joined the team, and 10 and a half years later, here I am. Wow. I, I just think it's so great when you can combine, you know, sort of like your commitments, your personal values with work. I think that's like the dream and you seem to have accomplished that. Yeah, it's a good feeling. I have to say, I tell my family, I tell my friends this every day. I, I get up every morning and feel like I'm helping. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a great and, and right now there's so much positive attention, you know, on a green future. So there's just been a tremendous shift. So, you know, I think it's great to be involved in that better world concept. Yeah. And interestingly, we saw an expansion in all of our business partnership programs over the past 12 months during wow. the pandemic. Yeah. So businesses are really thinking about this and they're acting. Wow. I love it. And, you know, I liked like when you were, you know, describing like even if somebody's virtual working from home, they still have a carbon footprint. Um, 
what exactly happens with the money? The, there, there's an offset partner program, and then there are categories for the donors to choose. Can you just tell us a little bit about like the variety that you offer and what really attracts businesses so that they know what a great impact they're having? Sure. So a, a business that comes to us and wants to neutralize some part of their operational emissions, their carbon emissions, would make a donation to Carbon Fund in order mm -hmm. for us to purchase and retire on their behalf carbon credits. And okay. these carbon credits are produced by projects, and there are basically three categories, mm -hmm. energy efficiency projects, which are doing the same work, but with a new invention, new technology, forest conservation and reforestation projects, and other land use conservation, so that those lands continue to subsorb and sequester carbon dioxide emissions, and then renewable energy projects, probably the simplest to understand, solar right. projects, wind projects, hydroelectric, methane, landfill methane gas capture. So those are pretty straightforward. And those projects all have to go through a very formal third party validation and verification process to prove that they meet international standards that exist wow. for carbon offset projects and to prove that they're actually accomplishing those avoidances, reductions, or sequestrations mm -hmm. of carbon dioxide emissions. Wow. That's what produces the carbon credits that we purchase and then retire from the marketplace on behalf of the businesses that donate through Carbon Fund. I'm so glad we're having this conversation because, you know, at the simplest of levels, I think what really engaged the team at Xavier Creative House was that they got to vote on where we put the money. And so we picked the renewable energy and the reforestation. And now hearing you describe the energy efficiency, it sounds pretty cool. I just don't think we knew enough about it, right? Like to go there, but could you give us some examples of what that is, how that manifests? Sure, it's probably the most diverse product, product category because again, it's based on an invention or a new technology. So I'll give you an example of one that's in the United States. It's called the Truck Stop Electrification Project, and we've supported this project for about 15 years. It's a nationwide project that has installations at truck stops. And so, you know, we've all pulled into that truck stop off the highway, and you see those long-haul truckers over to the left-hand side, and you hear their engines just roaring while they're sitting there at rest. If the truck stop has one of these electrification installations, the trucker can pull into the installation and pull a large flexible HVAC heating and air conditioning tube into their cab. And in the front of that flexible tube is a little electric panel. And the driver simply plugs in everything they need to heat or cool their cab, to charge their phone, to charge their computers, et cetera, and they can turn off their diesel engines. So instead of idling diesel fuel all night or during their rest wow. period, they're using a teeny bit of electricity from this little panel. And that wow. delta, the difference between the huge amount of emissions created by burning all that diesel fuel and the little bit of emissions from the electric panel is what produces the carbon offset. That, I mean, that's awe inspiring. How, like, how far has that traveled? Like, is it in just certain states? 
It's in a variety of states around the United States. Now, you know, some states are doing things like passing no idling laws, and then, then there's no reason for this type of project because the truckers no longer can do that. But they're not having the same restful conditions. One of right. the other things this project does, and most carbon offset projects will have what we call co-benefits. So they do more than just reduce carbon dioxide emissions. So this project, for instance, improves the rest conditions for the drivers, but it also improves the noise and the air pollution conditions at the truck stops for all right. the patrons. Yeah, exactly. And and if there's, I mean, normally a truck stop isn't near a neighborhood, but today you do see like off the turnpike, there's neighborhoods. So sure. I think everyone benefits for sure. You know, I was listening to um, the radio and I heard advertisements uh, that there are countries and car dealerships or car manufacturers that are, they're committing to all electric. Mm -hmm. You know, what's your opinion of that? How, is that going to hold? Is that going to happen? It's a, it's a great development, you know, so mm -hmm. let's see. We you know, if, if you dig back into history, the electric car actually had a start about 50, 60 years ago when it got mm -hmm. squashed by the big car manufacturers. So the more that, that new technologies that do the same work using less fossil fuel are invented and developed and deployed, the lower the global carbon emissions will be. So yes, Electric vehicles are a great solution for ground transportation. The airline industries are working on producing more of what's called sustainable aviation fuel. Oh, wow. Which is fuel that simply has a lower rate of carbon dioxide emissions. And so there's a lot of things that are out there. It's not just supporting carbon offset projects. There's definitely a need, a demand for innovation in other areas. The, you know, the, the best unit of carbon emissions saved is the one that's never used. It's never produced. Mm, wow. That's, that's, hey, that could be like another tagline for you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you've got these three super cool categories. What's the distribution like when companies are picking where their money goes? Is it heavily weighted towards one? Is it even? And, and how does that affect your ability to be able to support that particular project? It's pretty well distributed among our various business partners and our donors among those three categories. You know, some companies will pick a category because it aligns with their business. Mm -hmm. So if they're, a, you know, if they're in a renewable energy area, they're going to pick a renewable mm -hmm. energy uh, project and some companies don't pick they simply allocate to what we call our basket which just allows carbon fund to select offsets from projects that are in need of those purchases behind the scenes we have to aggregate and total up all the donations in order to meet the minimum purchase requirements that some of these projects have and the available inventory. So there's a lot of juggling that we do behind the scenes to make sure that we're supporting projects that have available inventory at the time that we've aggregated those donations. I mean, this is really, you're, I, I look at you guys like you're a conduit, right? So I'm a solopreneur mm -hmm. and by participating with you, 
I have access to this amazing project, right? Whereas I wouldn't necessarily be able to, you know, go on a website and donate a small amount of money. And I think that that's one of the things that makes this, you know, small business, big impact, you know, such a, a great topic for our discussion so that all of these companies understand you don't have to be a brand name to be out there doing good. Yeah, that's right. And that's one of the reasons that we do allow, you know, our business donors and our individual donors to select the product project category. We have another slogan, which is your carbon, your choice. And we want oh, wow. businesses and individuals to be able to pick the type of project that they wish to support. Wow, I, I love it. And, you know, you do have a great website because there's there's some fun things on there. And one of the things I really like are calculators, right? So you go onto the internet and, you know, if you're looking for a house and you go uh, to a real estate site, they have a mortgage calculator and you can key in your income and the cost of the house and figure things out. When I go on the Carbon Fund website, there are six calculators, electric, heat, vehicle, air, air, rail, shipping. I mean, can you tell me like, sure. tell me more about those? That is yeah. so cool. So the calculators we have on our website right now really are geared to businesses and to smaller businesses. They're pretty simplified and they, they really give a business a good idea of what their estimated annual carbon footprint would look like. But individuals can use them too, because individuals likely have carbon emissions as part of their footprint in each of those categories as well. So either a business or an individual can use those calculators. But for individuals, we also did something a few years ago that we really think has made it a lot simpler. And that is we've created what we call preset carbon offset options. And so we'll give you several different types of automobiles and you can pick the one that fits yours most closely and separate several different sizes of homes and apartments with different quantities of electricity and heat uh, emissions. So you don't have to get out and total up all your bills. You can just kind of pick the ones that fit you the best. So that really makes it easy for individuals to, to take action against their carbon footprint. Well, and I think that's particularly important with everything shifting to virtual. And then the feeling is, is that now you've done all that you can do by not driving. Mm -hmm. um, just getting to see all these different categories. I, I was particularly intrigued by the events calculator, mm -hmm. um, calculating conference and events emissions. Can you give us some examples of, of like what people are using that for? Yeah, so, you know, I guess before the last 12 months or so, mm -hmm. that was a really popular area for any organization, any association, any corporation that sponsors any type of an event. It could be a conference, it could be a workshop, it could be a training session, it could be a client recognition event. And again, it looks at what are the sources of carbon dioxide emissions caused by this event? Well, mm -hmm. it's, it's the travel of all the participants coming to the right. event. It's using the meeting space. It's using hotel rooms. It's using uh, shipping. If you're shipping products and goods, say to a trade show, and it could also include things like the meals provided. So it really is, it's a tool that helps assess the carbon dioxide emissions that that event caused. 
you know, I feel like we're removing all of the obstacles, right? Any objections that people might have, barriers that they think are there that would prevent them from getting involved by making it so easy and, and also by making it fun and interesting. Yeah, well, and again, it's if you make it simple to assess your carbon emissions and your carbon footprint, then people will do it. If they if it's simple and they can understand it and they can take a simple and affordable step to neutralize or to make an impact to counter that damage to the environment, then businesses and individuals will do it. And that's what we're finding. Well, and I also think it's good that through the website, people would be able to locate um, vendors, partners uh, that are like-minded. Is, is that something that is just for the 250 businesses that registered or can a business that hasn't yet registered log in and find vendors that are like-minded? Yeah, our business partner pages are open to the public and okay. they're searchable. So, it's, and again, it's not just the small businesses. We have some of our medium and large business partners in there. We have partners that are only neutralizing product shipment that are able to mm -hmm. set up pages. So it is an, an open forum for businesses to find like-minded businesses and for consumers to find companies that have an environmental focus and an environmental initiative in place and that they wish to you know, purchase products from. Right. I, I think it's also important what you just said is that, you know, some businesses are saying, I don't really have uh, the bandwidth, the team, the capacity to, to run this whole sustainability, corporate social responsibility division. But what you just said about the company that picked just one specific area, mm -hmm. I mean, no penalty for just starting out small. That's no, okay. It, it's all a matter of saying what you're doing and doing what you're saying. So we work very closely with our carbon-free small business partners that haven't estimated, haven't calculated their carbon footprint to message appropriately. They can say, we're a carbon-free business partner. We have taken a step towards reducing our company's carbon emissions. We've reduced 36 metric tons or 80,000 pounds because that's what they know they've done. What we guide companies to do is to not make claims beyond what they've done. So they can't say we're a carbon neutral company unless they've calculated their emissions to ensure that they are below the quantity of offsets that they've purchased. And then they can say that below or equal. So again, wow. we work very closely with our business partners on that messaging to be very careful with them that they're expressing exactly what it is they're doing. You know, that leads me into a question. I was super excited about this interview and I was telling a bunch of people, um, you know, what your company does. And I got a question if, if, if you want to take a few more minutes um, to take sure. a, an audience uh, promoted question. So have you are you familiar with the term greenwashing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So can you tell, just tell our listeners what that is? Yeah. So greenwashing probably in its simplest term would apply to a business or an organization that is making claims about environmental actions that are beyond what it is it's actually doing. Okay. And, and so again, that would be, you know, the example of a company saying we're carbon neutral, right. 
when they haven't even calculated their carbon footprint, they don't know whether they're carbon neutral. So how can the average consumer feel confident that when they're going to make a purchase, that they're going with the best possible choice relative to a better world? Well, I do think it's important to read. It's important to read some of the fine print. So if you pick up a product mm -hmm. and the product has an environmental claim on it, then you, know, you need to kind of read the fine print. If you come to our website and you look at our partner pages, you will see how the companies have described the program that they've implemented. So, you know, each of us as a consumer has to be as smart and as careful as we wish to be, but it does quite often involve double checking, reading the certifications, reading the fine print. Uh, it does help that nowadays more companies like Carbon Fund, you know, we have logos. We have the Carbon Free Business Partnership logo and ours are dated so that you know that that, that program is actually current, that that partner is a 2021 partner. So just, you know, kind of doing your research, reading the small print, looking for certifications. Uh, we do have individuals who will come to our website and enter a, a, an inquiry asking if we really do work with this company or wow. if donations really do come from that company to Carbon Fund. And we double check them. And actually, we had one a few weeks ago. And I spent a week trying to contact the company involved because they had our logos on their website and they were making wow. claims, but we aren't aware of working with them. So, <laughs> you know, it's worth it's worth checking. And that's what we're, we're here to back up our business partners as well. Wow, I just I think that's incredible. And, you know, I hope that people will go to the Carbon uh, Fund partner page and they'll see Xavier Creative House there. I think just based on this conversation, I've even become more aware of other ways that we could be tracking. I mean, as you said, um, you know, it can be confusing for the average person. And then you think, OK, well, we did our offset, so we're done. And I think in a perfect world, it's better off, like you said at the beginning we want less, <laughs> you know, right. how can we, how can we be less damaging to the environment? How can we do more to be sustainable? And uh, I think there's just been so many great ideas and I, I really appreciate um, Linda, you know, you sharing your time. When I, when I heard you say you book in half hour increments, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't even believe we got you as a guest. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, happy to do it. We've been, we've been talking about things ever since you all joined the partnership program. So this is, this is, no, it's a great opportunity for us to, to, you know, help spread the word. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think people are going to want to know more and obviously we're going to share uh, links, you know, uh, in the notes of this podcast, but what's the, what's the best way that you think people can contact you or learn more about the organization? We have a lot of information on our website. And so really the best way to, to learn about the Carbon Free Small Business Partnership Program or the other business programs we offer is to start by coming and taking a look at our website and just seeing what information is there. There's a lot of information about projects, not all the projects we support, but examples of the kinds of carbon offset projects that are out there. And then we have a very easy, you know, contact us way to contact Carbon Fund and you can specify the category of, of your interest of your subject. And we very, very responsive. Uh, our president, Eric, um, he and his wife are our founders. You know, he's very big on if we get an inquiry, answer it immediately. 
So you will hear back from Carbon Fund if you ask us a question. Fantastic. I hope a lot of people who have questions, who are seeing barriers that they need to get over to be more accountable, will definitely reach out and contact you. And, and thank you so much. Well, listen, Donna, thank you for the opportunity. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. This has been the evocative exchange that explores people and businesses that have that X factor that keeps you inspired and focused on what's possible. Thank you.